Coming up on Studios America, Glenn Beck is promising his most dangerous chalkboard yet. I think we all may be in a lot of trouble. The New York Attorney General has dumped a trove of Andrew Cuomo evidence to the public. I will try to muster the courage to look inside and we'll dive into the prosecution's absolute meltdown in court today as we do Rittenhouse Trial Insanity. Stu does America. If you ever watch movies about court trials, they're really exciting. Like, there's always really interesting stuff going on. And, you know, one witness is blowing up on on uh, on the stand and the other lawyer is swearing at the other and they get in the fist fight in the hallway. There's always good stuff going on in movies about trials. Trials about trials are really boring. Usually nothing much happens. You might get a couple of moments here or there. Uh, that will supply some future true crime podcasts. But generally speaking, if you're watching the day-to-day of a trial, it's kind of dull. It's kind of boring. And the Rittenhouse story uh, has been a story of of some exception to that. There's been a lot of moments that are sort of breathtaking, like when a prosecution witness says he was pointing his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse before he was shot. And when he was not pointing his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot him. Things like that stand out. When you have witnesses who say that, the, that one of the people who were shot actually grabbed on to the barrel of the gun. These things are, you don't normally even see these moments in a trial. But we talked about that yesterday, and I want to direct you to, if you have not seen yet, uh, my uh, Twitter page, at uh, Studios America. There I've posted uh, the kind of frame-by-frame uh, TikTok of, not, not the TikTok as in I danced to a stupid song on a short um, video for an app that's obviously Chinese spyware. I'm talking about the one where like, you kind of tell second by second as you go through the timeline of the event. We showed you that on yesterday's show as well. You can go to youtube.com uh, slash Studios America and check that out there if you would rather. But it's up on, on, on Twitter now if you want to check it out. And it's so obvious that this is a self-defense case. It should not even be at trial. We went through all of that yesterday. And I thought that was the last kind of Kyle Rittenhouse show we'd probably do until we had the verdict, maybe, because we went through everything. And then a bunch of crazy stuff happened. When you are a defense and you are, by all accounts, left and right, by the way, mainstream media and the conservative media, pretty much everyone acknowledged that Kyle Rittenhouse was winning this trial. He was pretty far ahead. He had those moments we just talked about. There's video of almost everything he said he was uh, saying and was accused uh, by, um, you know, there's a lot of accusations made by uh, the prosecution here, but they weren't supported by even the video. So the defense had a really good case and had witnesses that were backing up the case along with video that backed it up again. So the last thing you do in that situation is to call the defendant to the stand. That just never happens, even when everything's going your way. Well, today, that happened. Out of nowhere, a complete surprise, Kyle Rittenhouse called to the stand by the defense. And this was a shocking moment. If only that happened today, it would have been an incredibly shocking day in this trial. However, it went even further than that. Let's start here with 
Rittenhouse goes through, gets a bunch of questions about kind of the lead up to the events. And then he is asked to kind of bring the courtroom through what happened during that first shooting. And he totally loses it. Watch. Look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side. Um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski. And there were <laughs> there were three people right there. Take a break uh, about uh, 10 minutes and please don't talk about the case during the break. What read, watch, or listen to any kind of trial. Wow. I mean, it's a really a full breakdown by Rittenhouse going through one of the, you know, certainly probably the most difficult moments of his life in front of millions of people. That's like full out ugly cry, right? Like that is not. Uh, a moment where you're like, oh, gosh, I've got a couple of tears. Can you please give me a tissue? That is full out like you just found out your parent died. Like that is what that reminded me of when I saw it. And remember, we lose track of this, I guess, at times. But like we're talking about an 18 year old kid here. Right. He was 17 at the time of the shooting. I guess he's 18 now. And you, you watch that happen. And it's just devastating, especially when you realize that none of this is necessary. These are obviously events that are really regrettable because you don't want people to be shot in any circumstance. But the regrettable actions are mainly by the people who just attacked Kyle Rittenhouse. Those are the regrettable actions here. When you're being attacked, defending yourself is not a regrettable action. There's a lot of stuff that went on in the trial. Let me give you this segment. This is uh, the prosecution coming after Rittenhouse when he's on the stage. He composes himself. He comes back. He goes through the rest of his story. And then the prosecution comes out. Prosecution goes after him and tried over and over again to get him, I think, to just blurt something stupid out. Now, this is why you don't put uh, your defendant on the stand because you're worried about a prosecutor, a prosecutor doing something like this. However, Rittenhouse handles it really well. Watch. Everybody that you shot at that night, you intended to kill. Correct. I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to. I intended to stop the people who were attacking me by killing them. I did what I had to do to stop the person who was attacking me by killing them. Two of them passed away, but I stopped the threat from attacking me. By using deadly force? I used deadly force. That you knew was going to kill? I didn't know if it was going to kill them, but I, I, used the, I used deadly force to stop the threat that was attacking me. You intentionally used deadly force against Joseph Rosenbaum, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against the man who came and tried to kick you in the face, yes. correct? You intentionally used deadly force against Anthony Huber, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against Gage Grosskreutz, correct? Yes. With regard to Joseph Rosenbaum, 
You fired four shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. Again, you... There was this weird clarification that he was trying to get out of Rittenhouse. You were trying to kill him. We all know what bullets can do, right? We all know firing a gun at someone can kill them. It's possible. doesn't mean you intend to kill them. Uh, You know, obviously, as he brings up four people, two of them are still alive. One of them is in the courtroom testifying yesterday. Uh, That doesn't mean just because you fire your weapon, you're going to kill someone. But it is a defense when you believe your life is threatened. And using what they, you know, they refer to as deadly force. Look, deadly force doesn't need to be used and, in fact, was not used in multiple different exchanges where people came up to Kyle Rittenhouse to attack him, but then stopped themselves before they did so, including one of the people who was eventually shot after he stopped, Rittenhouse stopped, and then he tried to uh, attack anyway. These are things that you know the prosecution knows, but they are trying to get him to 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 give that little soundbite, and they kept asking the same questions over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, one focus was this idea that maybe maybe Kyle Rittenhouse went down here to shoot people because he plays too many violent video games. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game. It's just a video game. It's not real life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way video games work. Typically, I mean, there's like 100 million teenagers uh, playing video games, not to mention a bunch of people my age. And most of us are not going out and shooting people afterward. So this was a, a theme of, of the prosecution the entire day, reaching and reaching and searching and on an archaeological hunt for some sort of point. You know, it was it was basically Indiana Jones going through, trying to search out that ancient artifact that it's almost impossible to find. It was called a point. Uh, For example, they uh, they kept asking. um, uh, They spent had to be a half an hour asking Kyle Rittenhouse over and over and over again why he brought his gun. And Rittenhouse, of course, said, well, because I wanted to protect myself in case something went down. And they would say, well, did you think something was going to go, go down? Well, I don't know, but I, I didn't think so. People were generally calm at the beginning of it. And I, we weren't getting specific uh, threats from anyone other than the one guy I wound up shooting. And he kept saying, so you didn't think you had, uh, you had anyone who was going to threaten you, yet you brought your gun. Why did you bring your gun? Was he just going to leave it on the sidewalk? What was the point of this? You bring a gun to prepare yourself for a worst case scenario. You hope for the best case scenario. It's called preparation. You don't know you're going to use it. He hoped he didn't have to use it, but it turns out he was attacked multiple times, so he did have to use it. They also went after him, um, I mean, to, to show you the, the level of the questioning here. At one point they went after him and there was a guy in bright yellow pants. He looked like he had lemon legs. And this lemon leg guy was standing there and he, he says to Kyle Rittenhouse in, a, in another video you probably haven't seen, he says, hey, uh, I think you pointed your gun at me earlier. And Kyle Rittenhouse says, oh, yeah, sure I did. And then walks away. And they ask him about that. They say, why did you say you pointed their gun at him? And he said, well, I knew I didn't, but I was being sarcastic and I just wanted to avoid the confrontation. 
You were being sarcastic. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. So you said you did not, uh, you said you did point your gun at him, but you didn't point your gun at him? Yes. So you weren't telling the truth? That's what sarcasm is. When you say something that's sarcastic, you say the opposite of what you believe. That is literally what sarcasm is. It's like if I were to say, you know, the prosecution is doing a really good job, I wouldn't actually mean they were doing a good job. They're doing a terrible job. But I'm saying the opposite of what I believe. That is literally what sarcasm is. This was going so badly for the prosecution, they actually tried to get a mistrial with an asterisk uh, next to it here. This is, the, um, this is the defense requesting a mistrial. The defense is going to be making a motion for a mistrial. However, that motion is going to be requested with prejudice. Um, I'm, I'm aware that the court's aware that normally a, a defense motion uh, for a mistrial does not uh, preclude a retrial. I understand that. There are exceptions to that, however. <laughs> yes, there are. And if you don't know this rule or the way these things typically work, I'll try to just quickly boil it down for you. Basically, when a trial is going really, really badly for the prosecution, um, they can try intentionally to throw the case, do such a bad job to get a, so they can get a mistrial and start over again. That's basically what the defense is accusing them of. Like, you guys are doing such a crappy job. We think you're doing it intentionally because you're trying to get a mistrial and therefore you can try over, uh, try over again later um, they, they, with prejudice, meaning that they, they can't come back and do it again. We'll see if that one pans out. As of now, that's off the table. We'll see if that turns around a little bit later on. And one of the reasons why this is, it's obvious this is going badly for the prosecution is the judge has been beating up on the prosecution in court over and over and over and over again. Um, first of all, when they were asking uh, Rittenhouse about hollow point bullets, they were very focused on this and trying to explain the bullets. Look at this exchange, it's bizarre. Hollow point bullets are designed to hit the animal that they're being shot at. Let's say a deer, for example, and explode inside that body, correct? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, when you say explode, are you saying expand or explode? Because there are such things as exploding bullets. Sure. <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, sure. I mean, you don't see this that often. The judge actually coming in and saying, hey, your question's really dumb. Can I help you with it? I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, then there was another incident. There was multiple incidents with the, with the prosecution and the judge. Uh, one moment where the prosecution's just trying to bring in evidence that has already previously been ruled uh, could not be admitted into evidence. They try to do it anyway. They're just breaking the rules. They're so desperate at this point. They're trying to just break the rules of the trial. And this is one of the reasons why it has been suspected that maybe they're just trying to throw this thing into mistrial so they can start over again later. This is the back and forth about the uh, evidence. And the judge got pretty pissed off. You know why it was excluded in the first place? Because it's, it was propensity evidence. That is exactly what 90404 is designed to prevent. You're talking about his attitudes. His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now, I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because, to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, 
I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the defense testimony. Don't get brazen with me. Uh, uh, You knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't (laughs) give me that. I remember getting yelled at it in school like that over and over and over again. Usually you don't see judges admonish on television uh, prosecutorial um, uh, attorneys who are in the middle of, of, of this sort of case. I mean, you don't normally see that sort of anger and, and passion behind it. Uh, and it happened another time as well. Watch. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury. You are already, you were, I I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law, it's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. I, I think he's just trying to throw the thing. Please let us start over. This is a disaster. Maybe I can give this to another uh, attorney and they can handle this. All I know is that this is going badly for us. So this is going badly for us. The left is seeing the writing on the wall here as well. They're not going to get the conviction that they want, I don't think. And they are so upset about it. Now they're seeing they're out The left told you this is a white supremacist. Obviously, there's no evidence to support that whatsoever. The left told you that it was a murder. uh, It was a murder spree. As you see in the video, there's no evidence to support that whatsoever. So now, because they were lying all this time and have now been proven to be lying, as we watch the trial and the evidence, the video and the witnesses, their new thing is, well, the judge is mean. You see, the judge is not being fair. In fact, he's a bad guy. There are now left-wing op-eds, left-wing hit pieces coming out, um, including this one from Raw Story. A strange judge in Kyle Rittenhouse trial has previously been accused of overstepping his authority. They go through how evil and awful the judge is. And then there was this moment, the moment that, that sealed it. That shows you that that this judge cannot be trusted. He's just a a right-wing lunatic. Here's what happened when his cell phone rang. Uh, The actions that I had talked about were done in bad faith. Then I think... Did you catch that? That was a few notes of proud to be an American. This guy who thinks he can be a balanced and fair judge seems to like the country. How that's you're not representing the other side of this issue, because as we actually do really know, one side of the issue does not like the country. That is legitimately one of their complaints today, because he's proud to be an American on his cell phone ring. He can't. I mean, President Trump played that at a rally once. All of this is desperation. It's silliness. It's absurdity. And Kyle Rittenhouse deserves to walk out of that room immediately should have never been in that room in the first place the left is getting more and more desperate on this uh and rittenhouse took a huge risk today and the only thing i can think of is that he demanded he testify because he wanted his story to be out there uh you know he put an 18 year old on the stand in a trial like this it is super super risky but 
doesn't seem to be any catastrophes, at least up until this taping time. We'll see what happens later. But as of now, it looks pretty good for Kyle Rittenhouse. And long term, that means good things for our justice system and good things for our country. You know, back a, a bunch of years ago, I remember Glenn telling me this story. He said his grandfather said to him, um, hey, you want some ice cream? And Glenn said, well, yeah, sure, what kind? And they said, uh, his grandfather said, the kind you eat. Back in the day, there was like vanilla. Maybe they had chocolate. Now there's like thousands of different varieties of ice cream. The same thing is going on in the world of wine. There is so much to get your arms around. If you love to drink wine and you don't know where to go, you keep going back to the same bottle because, you know, it's pretty good and you don't, you don't want to buy something you don't like, you got to try First Leaf. First Leaf Wine Club is a great, a great idea because basically it helps you expand your horizons a little bit. If you love drinking wine, um, you can get, you basically go through this test and you, you, know, you answer a bunch of questions and get your sort of preferences out there so they get a general idea of what you like and what you don't like. If you don't like reds, you know, you can eliminate those. But uh, they'll send you a, a selection of wines uh, with all of their sort of like knowledge on going deep. I mean, these are maybe some places you've never heard of before, uh, brands you've never heard of before, bottles you've never heard of before, uh, blends you never have tried. You'll love the wine, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you receive a bottle that isn't exactly what you're hoping for, First Leaf will credit your account. You can join today, and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash stew. Tryfirstleaf.com slash stew. Six bottles of wine, $29.95 plus free shipping. I mean, how can you miss on that? Tryfirstleaf.com slash stew. Joining me once again, much to all of our dismay, is Glenn Beck. His newest special coming up 9 p.m. Eastern. It's Panic, Politics, and Profit. Sneak peek at Glenn's I, most yeah, dangerous yeah, chalkboard. Glenn, thank you for coming I by. Just, what are you doing? I just want to thank you for all of the wonderful times we've spent together in this <laughs> stupid great. show oh. and uh, so i i know you're a vegetarian i am yes so i got the new mcplant <laughs> oh this is only available in like a few mcdonald's across the country is that the worst name for any food product you've ever heard the mcplant <laughs> they look you notice this glenn they don't even have any packaging it's just no blank. it's just a there's like i don't know it's, if we're it's do number this. 1239 <laughs> Wow, the oh McPlant, thank you. Mm. The smell is a little, a little interesting. I don't like pickles, so, I mean, I, I gotta take the pickles maybe. off. Those might be the things that save it. This is a big taste test. This is like a, not a lot of people have tried this thing yet. Now, is that vegan cheese? I don't think it is vegan cheese. I think it's a vegetarian product. I don't think it's, maybe it is, who knows. God, I don't want to, I mean, All right, here we go. This is the McPlant, a taste test live on the air. Let's see. I mean, think about <coughs> McDonald's. Is it, it just, all the stuff around it sort of overwhelms the taste of the meat normally. Yeah. So, so it's not. It's not. I mean. I want you to, wait, take a breath while you're, while you come up to it to take a bite. Have you done that? The smell? Yeah. <laughs> it smells a little weird. It's got a bit of a, didn't we have paper towels? I thought I brought some out. Mm. It has a little bit of a dog food smell. 
<laughs> is how I would describe it. Is there any napkins in there? Yeah. Well, um, That's the smell I couldn't identify. Yeah, it's a little bit of a dog food. So I will say it doesn't <laughs> taste bad. I, it I mean, doesn't taste horrible. No. I expected the McPlant to taste like its name. I'm going to try just the little, just the burger here. Solo. It doesn't taste, it's a little bit, it's not as, um, the consistency isn't as, like, the Impossible Burger we had from a real restaurant one time. And that's sort of really good. Is really good. The Burger King Impossible Whopper I don't love. Mm-mm. This is not bad compared to that. Um, it's not nearly as good as the Impossible Burger. The, 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 uh, no, there's something wrong with the smell. The smell is weird. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. And it also sort of dissolves. Ooh. That bite had a little of a dumpster smell to it. <laughs> now, <laughs> mm. now, I would not recommend it as a cologne. I would no, say if you no. want to eat it, no, it doesn't taste that bad. It, but it kinda, you don't want your car to smell like that. No. But you don't, I mean, McDonald's has a, a bit of a, a, a smell anyway. It right? does. On its it own. Does. You, know, you know, there's no way you're hiding. If you're going to pick somebody up. You know, yeah. Like if you have a mistress, you don't want to come home with the perfume on your clothes. If you have a Mc, if you go to a McPlant, your wife's gonna know you're you at a McPlant. Taste bad. You know what the aftertaste? And I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. A little like dirt. <laughs> How much dirt have you eaten? How do you even know that? Yeah, I mean, look, as a person who loves fast food and is a vegetarian, I I will. Welcome, a new addition. No, if it's you're already terrible. if you're already yeah. on the crappy food, you know, menu, <laughs> right. that's good crappy it's food. Not, it's yeah. not it's not good crappy food. Right. It's it's crappy Man. food. Right. But I mean, <laughs> and you're used to it. Again, it's McDonald's. Yeah, so you're, you're, you know, used you're to not it. getting it's not Del Frisco's. You're going in there for a burger and like this is not a bad Honey, that's not in and out burger. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, by the way, thank Frisco's. you. I, I would uh, thank you again for mm-hmm. your wonderful and you may uh, have blank packaging that you uh, You may have the rest of that. This is what you think of the show. This is the high quality. Oh, that's that's uh, that's my thank you. It's also your Christmas bonus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's move on to something a a tad more important. Mm -hmm. You have the world's most dangerous chalkboard coming up next week. You're kind of going to wet people's whistle a little bit tonight. Yeah, we're just going to ask questions tonight uh, because the reason why we call it the world's most dangerous chalkboard is... um, just in the questions that I'm asking tonight, I am told I stand the chance of violating 18 YouTube rules. <laughs> okay, And when I heard that, I was like, what are you talking about? Just the 18, though. Not 20, not 30. 18 YouTube rules. Just in positing the question, mm. does this make sense to you? Um, so there's no way the chalkboard makes it next week. Um, but it is a, it's, it's a must, it's a must see. If you, if you've sat there and you've thought, that doesn't make sense. And it's not that the, the vaccine is, you know, not reliable. It's nothing Mm anti-vaccine. It's just what actually happened. What happened in China we, put, we have three timelines. And when you put the timelines separate, you're like, okay. But then when you start to put the timelines 
in and you're like, here's the timeline of this, here's the timeline of this, and then you start lining them up on dates, things happen out of order. Hmm. And uh, it's, not, it's, it's not a good story. It's not a good story. And if, you, if they're lying to us about this, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is they, they, Fauci, the first response from Fauci, was not to not to save lives, not to save your life, but save his career. Mm. That's the first response of Fauci. And that is why you have the promo code Fauci lied going mm-hmm. on right now. Uh, 25 bucks off, which is a pretty big uh, discount off your subscription. Yes, yeah. TV. Uh, if you want to join up and because I, I think there's a really good chance either tonight or next week gets pulled off of YouTube. So I was told that because the first part, <clears throat> I'm talking to Ben Shapiro, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, but we're basically going into the vaccine mandate. And um, um, I think we're going to be okay on that one. But when we get to the questions, literally, I'm, after this, I am going to meet with the legal people to show me exactly what can and cannot be said. And I'm, I'm not going to change what I'm saying, but uh, it, it may end up being censored, which is when you're talking about medical stuff, that's really frightening. And we're, we're supposed to worry about <clears throat> misinformation that's supposed to be censored, though I do. You mentioned Kyle Rittenhouse. I look back at the tweets about him being a white supremacist that crossed state lines to murder black people. Um, and those tweets are still up from representatives, up. Con- congressional yeah. representatives. Mm-hmm. They seem to have no, no, no punishment. Did you know that, that um, Instagram has changed uh, their settings? Uh, I've noticed that, like, I'm not, got, I'm not getting any views on Instagram all of a sudden. Really? Yeah. Well, they added a feature to it. Oh, good. Yeah. That's the feature. Um, you, you know, if you want to be careful and you don't want any kind of sensitive or possibly misleading information, um, you can block it. You can block that. Whatever they deem mm. is. Um, and it's the default setting. So you actually have to go in. They just changed this about a month ago. And about a month ago, I was like, what has happened to my reach again? What algorithm have they changed? Mm. You actually have to go into your settings and then uh, you uh, I think it's I think it's under security or. I can't remember, but it'll be obvious which one you plug it and they give you three options. And it's default is I don't want it. I don't want to risk any insensitive uh, information. I don't I don't want to risk it. Don't and, don't show it to me. And so it's not necessarily like, you know, because sometimes on Instagram, people will post gross videos or, uh, you know, violent it's anything videos. that can offend. OK, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> so yeah. you'll see Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer, but you won't say, hey, this thing looks like it was all wrong. And surely they're they're <clears throat> they're also censoring the, you know, uh, sexualized content on Instagram. Oh, right? That's definitely course. part of that filter. Of course. Uh, that I is. thought it yeah. might be. Uh, let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse for a second. We were on radio today. Crazy moment where, you know, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse really loses it and they have to stop the trial. It's the whole day has been filled with insane things. First of all, if you're the prosecution, are you even putting this guy on stage or on on, uh, on the stand? No, I but I would have defense. I yeah, no, I, I if I was a defense attorney, no, I wouldn't, um, because you never know what the defense, uh, the prosecuting attorney is going to do. And 
you yeah. know, make your client say, and especially he's 18 years old. Um, <clears throat> however, I would have asked for a dismissal, and they didn't, and I don't know why. That case should have been dismissed yeah. after the prosecution's case. The defense can stand up and say, mm, I mean, Your Honor, <laughs> did you hear them? <laughs> and that should have been done, and it wasn't done. Um, but I, I'll, I'll bet you that, I'll, I, I could be wrong, but I'll bet you he insisted on it. Yeah. Because his story is not getting out. And I'll bet you that he's like, look, if I'm going life in prison, I'm going to say, I want to tell this story. I want to tell this story because they don't, nobody has represented what it was like for me. And when you hear him go through his testimony on, he was surrounded by people who were screaming, get him. And they were holding clubs and baseball bats. You're damn right he was afraid for his life. I mean, he, you can hear in the video they're saying, get his ass, let's get him. Um, over and over and over again as he's as he's running away, you know, and, he gets, and he's not running away. What was really interesting is where were you running to to surrender? He was running to the police to surrender yeah. and he eventually gets there. Yeah. And it's funny because he's so uh, so much uh, so obviously, you know, not a threat. His hands are up. He's not pointing the gun at anybody. And he didn't shoot anybody who didn't pose a threat to yeah. him. You yeah. know, there are lots of people along the way mm -hmm. that were there and they put their hands up and, and backed off and he didn't shoot them. Even the guy, the third guy uh, that he, he did shot, shoot stopped initially when he saw the gun, put his hands up. He didn't fire until the guy made an erratic movement and tried to grab the gun. And then he did. Right. Um, and, you know, he, after he goes down to where the police are, the police, you know, as he's walking towards the police, there's more than a dozen other gunshots in the background. The police go down to kind of check that stuff out. He goes home gets his, with his mom and goes immediately to the police station and turns himself in. This is nutty. This is, I mean, this is, I, and I, we touched on it on radio a little bit as well. This pattern of taking these sensationalized social media friendly stories and turning them into our legal system is a road, this is not a road we want to go down. No, it is social justice. Mm. This is social justice for every black man that was wrongly accused and tried by members of the KKK, this is recompense. This is your punishment. So the whole idea of social justice is um, that you will, excuse me, mm -hmm. that we know, burger we now know was that really, plant makes yeah. you sneeze. Um, <laughs> the, the whole idea of this is inaccurate. Only God can give out true justice, and you, we believe that you'll pay. In the end, yeah, there's a price for everything. They think that social justice means, no, 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 this was done 100 years ago, and so now let's corrupt the system in the same way, except reverse it, mm. and let's get all these white people to see what it was like. That's revenge. That's not justice, that's revenge. And, that and that's is, where we are. Yeah, I mean, it's like the exact opposite of what our system is supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. Do you find anything encouraging? Like, let's just say this goes through, and it and they stop. They, Rittenhouse is acquitted uh, because he obviously did not commit, you know, intentional homicide. I mean, you know, all these things that they're charging him with. Uh, will you feel optimistic about that, or or, or or do we still have to sit back and say this is still too much? This guy's already been put through a year of punishment over this, and oh, the rest this, of his this life. This guy ruined. deserves. He should civilly sue. Mm. 
he should civilly sue. Um, but I do find uh, comfort in the fact that all of this is coming out. Our judicial system is working. Yeah. The prosecution isn't working, but the judicial system is working here. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Fingers hopefully. Crossed. Hopefully. Um, it's at least being exposed. The truth is being said. Now, if everybody's a coward, that's a different story. Um, but the truth is being said in court, and that's that's good. And it's a pivot point for people because you have to decide now, okay, I saw that. I saw that. I saw the way the media for a year has been positioning this. Now I just saw it, and I listened to him, and what he says matches the video I saw a year ago, not their narrative. Which side am I on? I know. I just, I hope people are making, I was looking at the, you know, again, I looked on Twitter today just to see what people were saying. And I was amazed about how many people who were just saying the same things that were said in August 2020 about Kyle Rittenhouse. As well, if we hadn't learned anything. The, the problem is with each pivot point, you know, with Afghanistan, if you didn't recognize that, you turn harder. Mm. Okay. And eventually you can't recover from that you can't see the truth you can't, you can't see the truth back. anymore you just can't recover from it because you have piled up so much to get where you are you will defend that with everything that you have mm. amazing glenn beck uh, the new special tonight is uh, panic politics and profit sneak peek at glenn's most dangerous chalkboard ben shapiro is going to be joining to talk a little about kyle rittenhouse as well as the vaccine mandates it comes up next at 9 p.m eastern don't go anywhere and of course make sure you get your subscription to blaze tv normally i'd say blaze tv.com slash stew with the promo code well yeah you can use that address but the promo code you might want to use is fauci lied because you're gonna save 25 bucks instead of 10 you know keep the 15 bucks and go get some mcplants with it no don't do that no don't no just Go out and eat a plant in your front yard. <laughs> it's probably safer. It'll Glenn. smell better. Thanks for coming on. You bet. So in New York, the State Assembly Judiciary Committee is going to meet in Albany uh, next week to review the findings from its impeachment probe, which is not really an active thing anymore, but they can still look into what it found. Um, of course, that's about Andrew Cuomo, uh, including uh, not only the sexual assault allegations, but also the nursing home stuff and his book deal uh, where he earned five million dollars for one of the worst pieces of crap ever uh, written or produced. Um, Andrew Cuomo and his accusers highly confidential interviews uh, are among a flood of documents released today. This is the stuff that led to him stepping down, obviously. And now we kind of, instead of having the summary from Letitia James, we now have the all the documents. People are still going through them. I haven't gone through all of them yet. It kind of, they released, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages of them. Um, there were some interesting back and forths, though. At one point, uh, they were trying to, to, to narrow Cuomo down on, uh, uh, on his girlfriend. And this is a legit exchange this is how dumb he's not even dumb he's just a jerk you know i mean everything about andrew cuomo andrew cuomo is awful dot com and this proves it how do you want to define girlfriend cuomo told an interrogator when asked if a woman uh, if a woman was a former girlfriend the questioner responded by asking cuomo if he had dated the woman lisa shields how do you want to define date kim said i'll go to my earlier question was she your girlfriend you don't understand that question cuomo and he said, well, girlfriend means different things to different people. As Cuomo continued to dodge, he at one point defined the term as a friend who is a girl. How about someone you date, you know, have relations with, they asked. 
have relations? Yes, you know, like kiss, you kiss, you go on dates. Would you go on dates? Did I kiss her? Yes, there was a period of time that I kissed her. Who is this idiot? I, she is a woman who is a friend who I did see romantically for a period of time, Cuomo said. If you define girlfriend as a woman, friend, who you see romantically for a period of time, was Lisa Shields a girlfriend of yours? If that is your definition, yes. Shockingly, these interviews led to him losing his job, (laughs) which is not a surprise at all. We'll keep following it. We'll go through more of it maybe uh, later on this week uh, because there's so much to go through there. But that is the tone of the idiocy that is Andrew Cuomo. By the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. see that pie cake in thing you know where they like it's like layers of pie and cake and i don't know what else i mean it's like nine feet tall and i think one slice of it's three thousand calories you can have a slice of that on thanksgiving if you want to okay i'm not going to tell you you can't i mean you got to be able to indulge a little bit but if you want to maybe trim the waistline a little bit not have that post thanksgiving bloat that lasts all the way to Christmas, which lasts all the way to New Year's, which lasts all the way to Valentine's Day, which lasts all the way, obviously, to your you know, Super Bowl party, Valentine's Day, all that stuff. Uh, try a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bars can be kind of give you that, that satisfaction of a great dessert, but only for 130 calories and four grams of sugar. They're basically like candy bars. And you're in this period now, and I'm telling you this today. You've got a couple weeks before Thanksgiving where probably your holidays are going to be a disaster, at least from time to time. So you can get ahead of that process right now. You can get ahead of it by having Built Bars now so you can eat like a pig later. That's not a message from Built Bar. That's a message from me. Built.com is the place to go to get your Built Bars. Great flavors, always available. Stew15 is the promo code to save you 15% off your first order. Use the promo code Stew15 for 15% off now at Built.com. It's Built. Dot com promo codes do 15 every episode of this show is on youtube.com slash stew does america until they pull them down uh, right now uh you can go there and check it out and you can comment live during the show we read your comments on the air joseph writes damn stew that breakdown of what happened to rittenhouse was freaking awesome most excellent i love this stupid show five freaking stars thank you very much by the way if you're rating a podcast uh, you should know that this podcast the appropriate number of stars is five stars Okay, just just making sure you remember that. You can put it in your YouTube comments, too, but particularly when you're rating podcasts, it's quite important. Uh, If Kyle gets convicted, it's basically a signal to everyone in this country that you are not allowed to defend yourself. He followed every procedure and did the right thing. Look, you couldn't disagree with him going down there in the first place. Obviously, there's going to be a gun charge he's going to have to deal with. But when it comes down to you're being attacked, you have the right, not from the government, but from God, to defend yourself from being killed. That is not a controversial thing in this country. However, the media is trying to make it into that. Hopefully an acquittal will at least help us keep our rights. But honestly, I'm not too optimistic that even with an acquittal, we've really learned any lessons here. Everyone's putting the Joe Biden stickers up at the gas pumps. You can get your senile Joe Biden stickers right now at stewdoesmerch.com. Check them out, put them on the gas pumps, and remind people uh, he's gone senile. <laughs> 